Um, okay, since you uh, did it last week, I'll do the little intro if you want to close cool. us. Um, yeah, sounds okay, good. Okay, cool. Hello everyone, this is Bob's Cast, your weekly rewatch podcast for Bob's Burgers with Kim and Emily. Today we are going to be talking about season one, episode three, Sacred Cow. Was that too jazzy? I can't jazzy? believe we're at, no, I think that was perfect. <laughs> I can't believe we're on episode three already. I know, I know. This is like the fastest just... time of my week. I like look forward to it every single week and then it's like done. Here it is. When... I feel like this was just a gleam in our eyes like 10 seconds ago, and now here we are. It's true. <laughs> You're not three. wrong. You're not wrong. So, yeah, we can get right into it. So the Hulu recap was, when a controversial documentary filmmaker places a live cow outside of the family restaurant to make a statement about animal cruelty, Bob is livid when it starts to scare away customers, which is a pretty decent thing, I think, in terms of the recap. Are you having dog issues? I'm so sorry. They started barking. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. (laughs) So Emily is at her dad's house this week. So usually we have cat interruptions. Now we might have dog interruptions. So yes, yes. Very cute dog interruptions, but interruptions nonetheless. (laughs) Yes. So we'll be working around them, but... They'll be, they'll be fine. They're angels. So the shop next door doesn't actually exist in terms of a storefront name, but there's crime scene tape with a rent reduced crime scene special sign, (laughs) which is funny. But then I feel like later they're in that they like, well, Randy must've rented it. Yeah. So Randy rents it out for the, yeah. So, and he like sleeps in there. So I'm assuming the crime that was there was not a violent crime because- it seems like yes. Randy wouldn't want to sleep somewhere where um, yes. there might be potential ghosts. Exactly. Unless they didn't tell him and then he just is not really thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess they so don't have our... to disclose that. It's fine. Yes, that's true. So our pest ban is the classic rats all folks. Still going with that. Still going strong. And the burger of the day is Mission Accornplished Burger, which comes with corn salsa. Then we have Pepper Don't Preach Burger, which comes with roasted peppers. And then the Rest in Peas Burger at the end, which comes with snap peas and carrots. And we are introduced to Randy Watkins, which is our favorite, not so favorite, filmmaker slash food trucker slash blogster or (laughs) whatever else he becomes, right? Right in his book. Uh, and making it into a bluebie. Yes. So <laughs> into a bluebie. <laughs> so some random factoids are we see the store across the street is yours truly stationary. The animal control employee is voiced by Brendan Small, who is one of the writers for the cartoon home movies. And H. John Benjamin was also in home movies. He was and the it was coach, a, right? Yeah, he was the coach and it was co created with Lauren Bouchard. So it's a little Oh, was it really? Tiny, oh, that's so funny. Tiny Bob's Burgers reunion, yeah. Nice, very well, nice. I guess prequel, um, I don't know. Wouldn't be a reunion because yes. it happened first. 
You get what I'm saying. Yes, that is true. This is a reunion to that, I guess you could say. So Brendan Small is also in other shows like Metalocalypse and Venture Brothers. And he's also, again, in Dawn of the Peck as a little cameo. Then the voice of Melissa, who is Todd Barry, starred in a short film with H.M. Benjamin in 2002. And then he was also in some other Comedy Central, Adult Swim, right? Because that was Cartoon Network, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, Cartoon Cartoon Network. Network. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, for Adult Swim. (laughs) Yes. So he was in home movies. He was in Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Squidbillies. Yeah, so... I feel like that happens, though. Like, these guys know each other for years and kind of, like, come up through the ranks together and, like, do things together and then, you know, collaborate on different things. And Yeah. No, and I feel like especially know, with things. shows like this where it's voice acting, you yeah. want to make sure that you have good chemistry with who you're reading with. Because, like, when you're in person, you can, like, kind of fake some chemistry with body language, but you can't yeah. really fake it when it's just voices. So That's it makes true. sense. That reminds me of, like, the guy who did, like, King of the Hill, Aaron... Aaron Judge is that no that's a that's a baseball player <laughs> oh, Mike God, Judge what's his name Mike Judge Mike Judge yes <laughs> doesn't he like <laughs> I don't know maybe Aaron Judge will be a prolific <laughs> cartoon creator one day we don't know <laughs> we don't we don't know his life you're right <laughs> I can't believe I just said that right now anyway Mike Judge I feel like runs in that kind of a the same circles like he uses the same people for different shows and things like that anyway so clearly i i don't know what i'm talking about but anyway those are some random facts about the episode (laughs) and then some goofs that we notice is the countdown starts during the daytime but then it ends at night even though apparently it's only four days later but it's now nighttime (laughs) right so if it's exactly four days later it should theoretically be ending also yeah in the like in the middle of the day or right. whatever yeah <laughs> and then the freezer door at the beginning switches from closed to open without anybody moving it could be our first appearance of jeff the ghost who knows later i forget what season that is but whatever season he's in maybe five or six i think anyway I'm whatever it is sure. <laughs> so the a story is that bob and linda are celebrating their 100,000th burger but a documentary showcasing the cruelty of the meat industry reigns on their parade. And then the B story is that Bob starts to have complex feelings about Melissa, the cow the documentary team is using to prove their point. <laughs> That's where we're starting with some Melissa <laughs> Bob chemistry. <laughs> I mean, they were, you know, in a movie together in 2002, so... Clearly, that they got true. something. They got some history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's let's dive into the recap. So we open up the episode with Bob in the walk-in freezer, um, and he's showing the kids the box of beef that's going to make their one hundred thousandth burger. He is very excited about it. The kids are less excited about it. Um, they're very cold. Gene mentions he should have brought his cardigan, <laughs> which I think is really funny because the way he says it, he's like, "Brr, I should have brought my cardigan." Uh, yeah, like not a sweater or a sweatshirt, just a, <laughs> a cardigan. <laughs> Tina says her bra is chafing. Jean announces that he loves house music. And Louise is going to get her gun license. So, you know, <laughs> good news all around. But Bob is pretty right. pissed because he, he doesn't want them to steal his moment about their 100,000th burger. So Linda comes in and she has their celebration banner. And it was from their old printer. Did you ever have a printer like this 
where it printed I with did. the things on the side. <laughs> yes. So like I, every time I see her peeling those off, I have like a distinct, like very distant memory of like maybe my sixth birthday or something where my parents like printed a sign like that that said like happy birthday Kimberly or whatever on it with like a teddy bear and like you had to peel off of the yeah I don't remember like exactly what it was but I guess it was for like when we had family over or something we like put it up but I always like think about that birthday sign (laughs) did you have one too we didn't have one my aunt and uncle did because I remember so we didn't have a computer because computers are expensive and yeah. we, when I had to do homework that involved getting things printed out, we would go to our aunt or to my aunt and uncle's house and they had a printer like that and it printed really slowly. And mm-hmm. I just remember <laughs> having to print out like four page essays and it took so long and then we had yes. to like trim it up. And I would always get so nervous because I was like, I don't want to leave any little pieces of paper. Like I need it to be exactly like peeled off so that you know, it looks normal compared to like yeah. the other stacks of papers. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But we pretty closely or pretty soon after that got a, a more standard modern printer. Yeah. But like I, a more modern. Yes. But I do <laughs> very fondly remember those from my very young childhood. <laughs> yes. Well, that and that just speaks to the point that they must have like thought that they were going to hit this. A long time ago. A while ago. Those were like in the night, like in the 90s. Yeah, 90s, late 90s. You know, mid 2000s. So they... (laughs) So they're really bad at estimating. They're very (laughs) bad at estimating. Or Bob started off very confident and slowly became less so. Yeah. Probably all those re-re-reopenings that they had to have is, you know... Yeah, that might have had an impact. I feel. (laughs) Yes. So... Bob is, you know, he has, he's still holding the box of meat and the kids are trying to reach up into the box and touch it. And he's, you know, trying to keep it away from them. But the bag of meat ends up falling out on the floor. Thankfully it is in a bag. It's not just like a box of raw meat because, you know, the kids then immediately dive in to touch it and play with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Kids can make toys out of anything. I, I suppose a bag of raw meat is a toy yeah. for some people. Member member meat man. We yeah. meet later. <laughs> so they, you know what? They're yeah. all about it. All about that raw meat. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, so then flashback to upstairs, Bob is, you know, making a burger. He's talking to it, which I think is is the first time that we see him actually having a full blown conversation with his food. Which yes. as we know is a running thing. Bob likes to talk to his food and do little voices mm-hmm. for them, which is honestly very cute. Yes, it is endearing. <laughs> but also, I feel like if I was in a restaurant and I was, I could see the kitchen and like the cook was doing that, I would be a little bit concerned. So yeah, <laughs> it's endearing for a cartoon to do it. Probably less endearing for a or chef, a real in a man. Real, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, um, we we see this for the first time, and you know, as we know, it's a it's a fun running trend. And Linda is downstairs, you know, grinding the meat, and Bob sees a camera crew pull up in front of the restaurant and he thinks it's news because they're doing their 100,000th burger. He's assuming that local news must have caught on to it and they want to do a story. So he yells down to Linda to let her know and then goes outside to greet the film crew. And this is where we meet Randy Watkins. He says he's a documentary filmmaker who heard about the burger and wanted to shake his hand. But when he does, he has ketchup on his hand (laughs) and Bob asks him 
ew, is this ketchup? And Randy lets him know that no, it is the blood of 100,000 slaughtered cows. <laughs> and I apologize to everyone, but this is where I have my first tangent. <laughs> I did math. Let's hear it. Yeah, I did math. Always a bad idea because I am not good <laughs> at it. So very possible this is going to be wrong. But I wanted to see how many cows would actually have to be slaughtered for 100,000 burgers. And so I did some Googling. Normal Googling for once, I think. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> so, okay, I did some Googling, some neutral Googling. Let's go with that. And so the average size cow, um, like the, the weight that they reach when they're officially able to be processed for meat, produces about 440 pounds of beef split between all of the different cuts. And about 220 pounds of the meat is for things like steaks and, and you know, the, the finer cuts of meat. And Bob is really like, you know, she-she about his food. So I'm just assuming that that's the kind of meat that Bob would use. So I'm using the number of 220 pounds of beef per cow that, you know, would go to a burger. And then I did that to ounces, 3,520. And then I looked at burgers. The average burger patty is four ounces. I feel like Bob would, you know, give people a little extra. So let's just assume he has six ounce patties. So one cow would create about 587 burgers, um, wow. which means that about 170 cows to create 100,000 burgers. 170 so, Melissa. 170 Melissa's. Like I said, I'm not great at math, even though my mom is a math teacher. I did not get that gene. But um, <laughs> I wanted to do it because <laughs> I had been thinking about how much of foods create a whole, like how much of a thing creates the whole thing um and it started because i saw this video of someone who was at who was like oh how many tortillas do you think that you eat in um the form of tortilla chips when you go to a restaurant okay (laughs) which i was like oh my gosh i don't know because like one core tortilla is pretty small so i feel like like four chips is one tortilla and like i'll demolish a whole basket so like i probably eat like 15 tortillas yeah in the version of chips it's weird right so yeah, that like makes me feel weird. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was not fun for me. It was so weird because yeah. I'm like, and it's the same with like fries. Like I feel like a good basket of fries is probably like two russet potatoes, and I can eat a basket of fries. But if someone handed yeah. me two baked potatoes, I would be like, "What is yeah. this? I don't want to." You'd eat be this. like, "No, that's too much." Right. Anyways, so that's where that tangent huh. came from. So. So I guess the. I mean, in terms of your your past googling that's a pretty neutral googling but you are like again looking at like the death of cows to be burgers but i guess like that's better than the the death of a human to be a burger the way that i googled (laughs) it our first google (laughs) i feel like the way i googled it did make it seem like i was solving a math problem because i was like okay how much beef does one cow produce so okay so now we know 170 cows Unless, uh, yeah, unless my math was wrong, in which, Give you or know, take. It's very possible. <laughs> At the hands because, of Bob and yeah. the Belchers. <laughs> yeah, directly. Bob's out there slaughtering the cows. No. <laughs> okay, anyway, so while they're outside, this is just like a fun little thing. You see Bob has like a little sandwich board in front of his restaurant advertising his burger. And it says, buy our 100,000th burger and get it for half price. <laughs> But then I think there's like an asterisk too that said like conditions apply. Yeah, and we don't know what the so, conditions are, but it's yeah, very like, funny. Yes. <laughs> He's trying. Yeah. 
like but oh, not really. <laughs> it's like a half-ass promotion, yeah. Okay, so Randy brings out Melissa, um, which is a male cow with a blonde wig glued on, uh, <laughs> because uh, you know Randy is not the most top-notch of documentary filmmakers. And Randy well, that's tells, the only way it would stay on. That is the only says. way it would stay on. You're not wrong. You know, calling her Melissa. I feel like they could have just easily glued a generically male wig and then had like a, a male name. I don't know what it would be. Uh, I don't know. I know. I was just trying to think. Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. Oh. I like Melissa though. I think that's cute. I do too. I do too. Anyways. <laughs> I don't think you should include Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) So Bob is apparently deciding the fate of Melissa because he will make the choice on whether or not she's going to be processed. And Randy starts his count down um, for four days. And Bob tells him it's not a crime to make burgers. There's no blood on their hands. But unfortunately, Linda decides to make an appearance at this time. And she is covered in... (laughs) raw meat because she has just been downstairs so her apron looks bloody her hands look bloody not a great look when bob just said there was no blood on their hands <laughs> and this is like when they keep doing those zoom, like those like dramatic yes, zoom ins right we do that, i think that's like ins. one of my one of my favorite parts cuz you know i love a good zoom in with some sound effects and <laughs> they do it so much it's like gratuitous in this episode and i think it's hilarious and i feel like it even adds to that whole like they're making a crappy documentary that's really not that great. And like, like that's like the premise, you know, and then they keep doing these zoom ins and I just, it makes me like every time it just like makes me giggle a little bit because it's so dramatic. But yes, I mean, she's, I mean, she is poor timing and covered in cow blood and meat. <laughs> yeah, just it's not so. a, not a great look. And then the kids also make an appearance at this time. Uh, when Linda asks what's going on, Louise says the very fun line of, Dad's been putting murdered cows in our hamburgers. And Jean <laughs> is like, and you made us a part of it. <laughs> the kids like shout down through the window. So I love that they just immediately join sides with Randy and pile on. Yeah. And then also something that I noticed during this scene is uh, Tina's like adjusting her bra <laughs> while they're while the oh, other kids are talking. So. Yeah, so it's clearly it's still chafing her. <laughs> Linda, you know, says that Melissa's cute. She calls her Blondie and uh, goes to pet her, and it ends up getting meat on her. And she's just very weird about it. She's like, "Oh, dead cow on live cow." <laughs> Another one of my absolute favorites yeah. oh my gosh it's so she's so funny because um, it's so awkward and like like you said she's like really not being very tactful yeah she's not reading the room very well no <laughs> not at all so bob tells randy that they're not going to be in the documentary and randy says they don't have a choice because he will stop it nothing to expose injustice to animals whether or not he falls under that umbrella because he did glue a wig to a cow's head Remains to be seen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, this is the part where Linda says she thinks Melissa is cute and Jean shouts down that she's a four. So uh, (laughs) I don't really know what scale Jean uses to rate, but I would be interested in finding out. Yeah. But according (laughs) to him, Melissa is a four at best. (laughs) So Bob is, you know, trying to talk sense into Randy saying, you know, no, this, okay, first of all, it's a, 
a male cow, okay, because beef comes from steers, and... Which I didn't know. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, I did, did, actually. And the only reason I know why is because in elementary school, for some reason, one of our field trips was to a farm, mm-hmm. like a like a dairy farm, and they had them separate, and they talked about, you know, the female cows, like they only ever bring them together for mating purposes but like they were like oh these are the ones that get processed and like these are the milk the dairy cows and oh we were like yeah seven it was like not a great Aww. field trip for, for yeah children it was like of just that age getting casually traumatized these cows are gonna die that are over here yeah no it was very weird but i mean arizona's not great with field trips i mean we had to do like this desert survival training when we were in like fourth what? grade yeah I, every time i mention it i get a lot of weird looks but like i very clearly remember like we had a whole class on like what to bring when you're camping, how to recognize signs of dehydration, how to recognize signs of heat stroke, what you should bring when you're out hiking, how to get thorns out of you if you like run into wow. a cactus, what to do if you get bit by a rattlesnake, what to do if you get bit by a Gila monster. And then we like camped overnight at this camp. And wow. Very I mean, I useful. Guess that's like- Good to know. Yeah. It yeah. literally sounds like the plot of Holes, like minus the, like the fact that it's a punishment. Like it yes. sounds like holes. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to dig any holes. We did not. Well, that's uh, good. <laughs> and our breakfast in the morning was chocolate muffins from Costco. So, but yeah, no, our, our desert survival training that we did as children. <laughs> huh. So yeah, apparently if you're going <laughs> hiking, this is what's always stuck in my head. You should bring a mirror with you, like a compact mirror, because okay. you can like, move it in the sun and it like the reflection travels really far so it'll help you be seen not that you're planning on hiking into the desert in the middle of nowhere someone who's listening might be so maybe but also this was before the advent of smartphones and now like whenever i go on a walk whenever i do that which is not very often i'll usually just tell people the route that i'm taking yeah that's and, smart. like, I have my location shared with a couple of people so they can, you know, pinpoint my dead body yeah. <laughs> if they need to. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, so, so I do know, to... I did know that uh, <laughs> beef comes from steers. Is nice. where that, you know, went from. And Randy says, well, how do you explain the udder then? <laughs> and Bob is like, you should, that's not an udder. And uh, Tina is, you know, admiring the udder. And Bob tells her to get away from there. And Randy says that he milked her and something did come out. <laughs> Which I got really worried the first time I saw this. I was like, no, they yes. wouldn't. And then I know, it was I a bucket too. of urine. I did I was too. Like, I know. I was like, that. now we're entering into like South Park territory. Like I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I no, don't I was, think they're going to go there. And then, then they didn't. So yeah. I, was I was like, okay, okay. All right. Bucket of urine. Still gross. Less gross. Though. Yeah. Still gross. <laughs> but, but better than what it could be. Uh, but yeah, no Louise in this scene too. She talks to Randy and she's like, you milk that cow, Randy. You milk it good. <laughs> gross. <sighs> so Gene picks up the bucket. He says it's a bucket of urine. He knows urine. I don't know how. And Randy says that it does smell like urine, but it's probably because she's sick of Bob's practices. <laughs> Another good one. Another He's like trying one. to just yeah. cover. It's probably just because she's sick. Sick of your yes. practices. Yeah. <laughs> so Bob says they're going to go inside and call animal control because you can't have a cow 
in the middle of the sidewalk. Kids are disappointed at this, but... Uh, you know, unfortunately for Bob, fortunately for Randy and the kids, animal control is pretty useless. They just confirm that the cows had shots. Randy apparently has permits. Uh, he's rented the storefront next to them, the crime scene storefront. So apparently good to go, according to Animal Control Man. <laughs> and Bob is... I wonder what the shots would be, like rabies? Like, what else does a cow... <laughs> need i guess why didn't you google that i'm surprised no i'm kidding <laughs> i should have i really should i also have. could have googled it i <laughs> to be I fair i didn't think about it i was so hung up on how many <clears throat> tortillas worth of tortilla chips i eat at mexican <laughs> restaurants uh so uh the animal control guy tells bob that he should just touch the cow because he feels like it would help him <laughs> uh, bob does not want to do that and so bob leaves Louise shouts after him, run away, tough guy, <laughs> which I love. And then Jean piles on and says, go take a meat bath or whatever it is <laughs> you people do. <laughs> the kids are on fire in this yeah. episode. Honestly. They're like committing. They've picked their side and they're like going for it, you know. <laughs> oh, sure. yeah. Immediately. I love it. So we cut forward a little bit. We finally see... Um, what the documentary is called, Dial M for Mooter. <laughs> and, uh, amazing pun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. And Randy is interviewing Louise. And Louise, being her, says that Bob really loves grinding up the cows because it gives him a rush. And they zoom in on her face with her eye twitching. Uh, you know, gotta, gotta love the drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Jean comes up, asks if there's going to be a soundtrack for the documentary, plays a little, plays a little peppy beat, ending with the dog bark, you know, for Randy to consider for his, uh, for his soundtrack for his documentary. Probably doesn't go with the vibe that Randy's going for, but it is what it <laughs> He's is. He's like, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Yeah, he says it very, very forcefully. With conviction. Yeah, he says yes. it with conviction. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> then we get kind of like this C story subplot that runs through. Tina notices some poop on the ground and says that it looks like an emoticon of a smiley face. So Tina thinks that the cow is talking to her via poop. <laughs> I feel and... like this episode came out because this is 2011. We keep saying, right? Like that's like when this first season was. Was the word emoji like not in our lexicon yet? No, it was still emoticons, I think. Right, Because it still that was. was for chat. Because I know, I know, like, smartphones existed at this time, but I just don't think that, like, like, I feel like the first iPhone came out in, like, 2009, maybe, and, like, emojis weren't as big of a thing yet. Yeah. But Most also. people just would do, like, the colon and the, yeah, the parentheses colon. or whatever, and yeah. then you would just call it an emoticon. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't, they may not have even been, like, actual. Little pictures yet. Like, pictures, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. I never owned a first-gen iPhone. The first iPhone that I ever owned was a 4, so you can see how late I got on that trend. Um, yeah, I think me too. <laughs> I think me too, honestly. My first phone, I got my first phone in college, and it was, like, a Nokia, I want to say. <laughs> my first like phone ancient. was a Nokia, too. It was a little brick. Nice. <laughs> you could play Snake. Yes. <laughs> but even if emojis were starting to be a thing, like, the Belchers definitely didn't have smartphones they've always had flip phones so it still would have been an emoticon for them 
Yes, that's true. And only the one, the like emergency cell phone. It's not even like... So there's... Bob has a phone, Linda has a phone, and then they have the emergency phone, right? Oh, really? I thought. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because I, when I always think of the emergency phone, I think of like Tina using it. So it seems like... I always assumed, I don't know why, that they only had the one phone. But I guess, yeah, Bob and Linda do, in later seasons anyway, have phones. Yeah, so I don't know if that's how it was from the beginning. Daphne, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Please say hello. <laughs> Hi there, baby. Little baby. Okay. Um, I don't know that it's if, that they had it at this point, but like I'm just thinking of the episode where they go on like the double date. Yeah, that's true. And Linda texts they Bob, yeah. and then Linda texts Tina. So it's two different ones. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> anyway. But anyway, you're right that they they wouldn't have had smartphones, so definitely no. emoticons, <laughs> not emojis, not emojis, that either for the another... time period or for their technology level. <laughs> yeah, the the what they had available for them. So Tina asked Louise what she thinks it looks like, and says she thinks it's an emoticon of a smiley face, and we hear a fun little ding, and Louise has a brilliant idea <laughs> for a prank. And she wants to write things using cow poop. And this part I love because she goes in and asks Linda, she's like, hey, mom, like, say you had a brilliant plan, but like you needed to be able to write stuff with cow poop. And Linda just doesn't even question it. She's like, you know what? I think a frosting bag would probably be the best <laughs> thing for that. Like she doesn't even, doesn't even phase her. She's that just I, like, yeah. oh, like, is this like a, is this a mind teaser? Like, ooh, frosting bag. <laughs> And then I love how, like, Lisa's like, oh, do we have one? And she's like, yeah, in the pantry. And she's like, did I get it? Like, did I get the riddle? (laughs) She's so excited about it. Um, Also, during this time before before Louise goes inside, I forgot to say the weird throwaway line that I just, as we learned in the movie, Louise never met her. So. Yeah. (laughs) Different. uh, So was it Gloria? Like, did Gloria, did she go through a a poop phase? (laughs) She might (laughs) have. Uh, I wouldn't put it past her. No, no, I wouldn't either. Uh, anyway, so it goes to the nighttime. Louise is sneaking out. She has a frosting bag. It's already full when she's leaving the restaurant. So that's just weird, I think. Yeah. Like she walks out of the restaurant with a full bag. I anyway. guess we just have to assume that she, I don't know, collected it somehow. And yeah, Did she like put the poop in a bucket, bring the bucket inside, fill the frosting bag? Uh, anyways, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But she, she comes out of the restaurant. It's already full. And uh, she starts laughing maniacally and writing something on the sidewalk with the poop. <laughs> so. Uh, and then the next morning, Bob is sending the kids off to school. And Louise shouts murder at him as she's walking away in front of Randy and the cameras. So, you know, after she shouts, yeah. she's like, oh, hi, Randy. <laughs> Forgot you were there. <laughs> And Tina notices the poop message. It is apparently a winky face with an open smile. Very suggestive. And uh, Tina and wonders complicated. if she... Yeah. Well, that's why you needed the frosting bag. You know? But, like, for her to assume... Like, a smiley face, I feel like I could see. Like, the heart, you know, at, when we get to it later, I could see. But this is, like... I feel like that's what also makes it so funny. Like, it's, I'm like, no one could do that. A human couldn't... <laughs> do that not <laughs> like, unless you have supreme but... control <laughs> of your colon and your poop's consistency you have to you know like... 
like no like but she's like oh like it it wrote back or whatever like oh should anyway. i text back like it's yeah a text conversation. <laughs> oh, oh but uh gosh. it doesn't really matter because gene steps in it either way so yeah <laughs> so randy was hoping that having the cow in front of the restaurant would make people face the fact that they were eating cows you know he says to bob he needs to meet her meet his meat uh, mm-hmm. But it backfires, and the cow is actually making the restaurant get a lot of business. And it pans <laughs> over the line of people, and one of the people says, like, oh, look at that cow. I want to eat a burger right now so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Randy is a little bit baffled. Uh, he says, what's wrong with you people in his megaphone? And Gene joins him with his megaphone and asks about music again <laughs> for the documentary. You know, got to respect the hustle. Think uh, about it. <laughs> yeah, think about it. And uh, so Linda and Bob are inside. They're, you know, slammed with all the business. Linda says the documentary is great and there's no such thing as bad publicity and it could be huge for them. And Louise says, like a sex tape. (laughs) So absolutely crushing it still. Yeah. But Bob is starting to develop his, you know, complicated emotions about the cow he says that she looks really sweet she's enjoying enjoying the day she's meeting people and then linda comes in with one of my favorite lines of the season like sands through the hourglass there goes my teeth right into your back (laughs) (laughs) poetic poetic gorgeousness is what that is so outside, Randy finally gets the reaction that he wants. A couple comes up and starts asking who could eat such a beautiful creature and yelling shame on you at the crowd. And as it happens, this couple owns a discount petting zoo by the interstate. Uh, and they describe it as an animal sanctuary that they make money off of. <laughs> and their little slogan, because we love rhymes in the show, petting horses, goats, and sheep, precious memories on the cheap. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Mother Deuce's Discount Petting Zoo. They're wearing the shirt for it. Gotta, you know, get that publicity where you can, I guess. Uh, So that night after the workday, Bob is closing up for the night and he and Randy have a super totally normal human conversation uh, (laughs) (laughs) before Bob goes to sleep, which my favorite line from this one is, I'll probably go to bed too because I'm a person. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like their relationship... And, like, as we see Randy in, like, future episodes, like, they butt heads all the time, but they there's, like, an element of friendliness or almost, like, camaraderie between them, you know? Yeah, like they're really often on the same page. They just yeah. express it in very angry tones. <laughs> or it's, like, they, they're just, like, arguing for the sake of arguing, but they're not really, like, fighting about anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, they just they just want to be a little bit hostile with each other. Yeah, like they, they have to, they feel like they have to keep the energy there. But like what they're saying is not really, you wouldn't argue with someone about like going to bed. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just like, it's funny to me. Like they're like back and forth <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. They, they are very funny together when yeah. they chat. So uh, Bob that night is having a nightmare he is cooking in the restaurant like normal and then when he looks out the window he sees someone is about to cut off Mulis's head Um, and it's a grim reaper has a scythe and the hood falls off of the grim reaper and it's bob bob killed Mulissa. 
And it flashes into a trial where Bob is, you know, the defendant in a case about the murder of Melissa. Louise is his lawyer, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the defendant on the stand is Melissa, but it's just like a bunch of meat with her head on it. <laughs> just like... That's like, that. I know we talked last week about like, there are certain things that I just like, don't like looking at. And like, that's one of them too. Just like a, like a pile of like just meat a pile of meat with cuts. her head on it <laughs> like her tongue is out and like the flies everywhere like i i'm always just like well like i get it but i'm just like i'd rather not it's so ridiculous look at that poor <laughs> oh my gosh and louise sweet the defense she's like the cow is faking its injuries and like tries to throw something at her <laughs> to prove that she can catch it but it's a pile of meat i know oh my gosh so Bob, you know, wakes up from this nightmare. He's um, shouting, I'm sorry. And he's shaking Linda back and forth. And she doesn't wake up, which is very impressive. Because she must just, I don't know if she took something or what, but I would kill to be able to sleep that deeply. Or maybe not, because I feel like if someone's shaking me, I should probably want to wake up. Yeah. So Linda, you know, finally starts to wake up and goes back to bed. So, you know, uh, Bob gets up and he looks outside. Um, it started raining and Melissa is just chilling on the sidewalk. She doesn't have anything covering her from the rain. She's just, you know, tied up outside and Bob starts to feel very bad. So he goes outside and tries to first knock on the door to wake up Randy to get Randy to bring her inside. And when that doesn't work, he brings Melissa into their apartment and Lynn, um, And Linda wakes up at this and goes out into the living room to see what the noise was. And it's Bob with Melissa in the living room. And she, when she goes in there and she's like, oh my God, it's a cow. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen, it's like a sound that's used a lot on TikTok where it's like, Randy, there's a cow outside. No. (laughs) I can't say that I have. Damn it. But I'm, I'm assuming it comes from this. No, it's from um, oh, it's from a Disney show, Farm Something. It's it's so funny because like I don't know why they did it that way, but the voice kind of sounds like Linda, where she's oh, it's like okay. a husband and wife. Then he's like, "It's a cow farm. There's gonna be cows outside." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's what I that's what I think of because the husband's name is Randy. Randy, there's a cow outside. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> Linda gets up. And says, oh my god, it's a cow. And Jean wakes up as well. Um, And Bob promises them they won't even know. They won't even know she's there. But Melissa starts peeing on the floor. (laughs) And Like a lot. Yeah, like a lot. Like a whole whole bunch of pee on the floor. That probably took so long to get the smell out of there. Maybe they should have done the uh, baking soda in a crock pot trick. Yeah. (laughs) That might have helped. So Jean says that it's the best dream he's ever had and everybody pee on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to the next morning. Bob is making breakfast. It seems to be far more elaborate than normal. Um, And Gene tells everyone it's because he's trying to impress the cow. (laughs) And and Louise says, somebody knows how to treat a lady slash male steer. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very funny. But uh, when Bob's making the breakfast, everyone else is eating, like, eggs and bacon and stuff. Uh, Melissa does not get any bacon on her plate. So, guess Bob doesn't want her to eat meat. 
maybe yeah. he feels weird about that. <laughs> I don't another, know. Another, yeah, animal. <laughs> <laughs> so Linda is not happy at what's been happening. She, you know, says that she's, she tells Bob she's not pleased. Bob says, you know, he's sorry. He had the crazy dream. It was raining outside. And Linda says she had a dream that there was not going to be a cow's ASS in her face when she was eating breakfast. <laughs> and this is like the funny little thing where Louise is like, I know what it spells. Ass. Mom, ass. I know. She like yells it in her ass. <laughs> it just reminds us that she's little. And Linda says she's going to get rid of the cow. She's going to bring her downstairs. And Tina hits them with the fact that cows can't go downstairs. And then again, we have the dramatic yeah. <laughs> zoom yeah. in music. <laughs> yes, because it's a very important fact. And this one I actually did Google. Cows can go downstairs if they're forced to. They just don't like doing it. So, Aww. you know, their yeah. their legs and their joints were just simply not created for staircases. Staircases yeah, were not invented when like cows were. <laughs> they're like knees and whatever. Like yeah. I could see that they can't like, they could go up, but mm-hmm. not like. Down, yes, so you know, stairs. Oh, they could go things. downstairs if forced, but uh, they're not wrong in, in saying that the that Melissa would not have voluntarily gone down these stairs. We cut to Bob trying to get Melissa to go down the stairs, and uh, it apparently means that Bob has just been pushing on her butt, his butt, for half an hour <laughs> with <laughs> no success. And Bob, when he when he can't get Melissa to budge, says, "Oh, what do you know?" And Louise says, oh, we know that uh, Bob will push on a, or we know that you'll push on a cow's butt for half an hour without asking for help. Gotta have that (laughs) butt all to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So Randy, who is now awake, is outside with the camera crew and shouting up at Bob asking what he did with Melissa. And Linda yells back that Melissa is upstairs, but Bob tries to say that that's not the case because he doesn't want Randy to think he won by caring about the cow. Mm-hmm. Louise uh, comes up and makes a joke and says she's, you know, running a bath for him and Melissa. <laughs> Romancing the cow. Anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Randy laughs and, and reminds Bob that he has two days left to decide Melissa's fate, which is to send her to slaughter or admit he's a hypocrite and a murderer. <laughs> and very then, dramatic. <laughs> yeah, very dramatic. Uh, Teddy makes an appearance for Stency and Teddy this episode. He keeps saying, what a movie. Bob, what a movie. <laughs> Literally, I think that's my favorite line in the whole. Because he just says it the same way twice. <laughs> what like a movie. Like he didn't hear him the first time. Bob, what a movie. Well, I feel like first he says it to Randy. And then he says it to, I don't know. Yeah, he you says know, it to Randy you know and then he says it Teddy. to Bob. Yeah, he needs to make sure everyone heard it because he's just very impressed. So uh, cute. I, I know. Randy asks him to sign a photo release so he can be in the movie. Teddy thinks it's an autograph. He thinks he's instantly famous. <laughs> so cute. Really funny. And this actually, we see it a couple times where when someone tells Teddy to sign something, he'll be like, oh, anywhere? Uh, we see that as kind of a runner with Teddy um, in future episodes where whenever someone hands him something to sign, he will just kind of, you know, be like, oh, ed- anywhere? Just anywhere <laughs> on the paper? And, People have to constantly point out, like, no, where it says signature, like, on the line. So that is, like, a fun little thing about Teddy. (laughs) So (laughs) that evening, they are all spending family time in the living room. The Belchers are. And, you know, Melissa's still there. 
just taking up a lot of space in the living room. Uh, Linda's still pissed. Uh, Tina is asking Melissa if, uh, you know, she'll leave her another note that night. <laughs> I think, uh, I think this is the scene where Linda is like, Bob, like, look at this. And he's like, what? It's sweet. They're friends. Yeah. <laughs> so after everyone goes to bed, uh, Louise sneaks out again with the frosting bag full of poop. Is it new poop or is it the same poop? I simply do not know. Either way, it's a full frosting bag of poop. And... Pipes a frowny face this time. And so when Tina gets up to see it, which in the middle of the night, like, Louise has to stop and hide. Because Tina, I guess, was so excited about seeing what Melissa would want to say (laughs) that she gets up in the middle of the night. Yeah. I don't know. It's very cute. But Tina sees the frowny face and gets really upset and says that they maybe they need some space apart. Before she says something, you know, really mean, like that horses are better than cows. (laughs) I feel like this is when we first see that Tina has a like an obsession. Well, I'm she has the horse poster, I guess. Yeah, she has space, the horse posters, but like we we really start hammering like it in extent. that she yeah. is a big horse person. She's a horse yeah. girl. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely is. <laughs> it's very sweet. <laughs> the next morning everyone gets up, uh, notices that the cow is gone. Bob starts freaking out, asking where's the cow? Linda says that she got the cow out through a combination of four wall socks, a mattress, and the will to make it happen. (laughs) And we have a little flashback of Melissa wearing the wool socks, sitting on top of the mattress, and Linda pushes her down the stairs like in A Princess Diaries 2, where they have the sleepover in the castle. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think I saw the second one. You didn't see the second one? Okay, there's a scene where they're they're having a sleepover in the castle, and um, they ride mattresses down the stairs, and like Julie Andrews, like surfs on a mattress down the stairs. Oh, nice! Yeah, totally. Anyways. Total parallel. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. That must have been what they were thinking of. Uh, so we have <laughs> Melissa surfing down the stairs, a la Julie Andrews in Princess Diaries too. They go outside, and Melissa's leash is empty. She's gone. She escaped somehow or someone took her bob is freaking out though not happy so (laughs) they go to talk to randy to figure out you know what happened to the cow and you see a sign on bob's restaurant he closed the restaurant and he put a little sign up that said closed for family emergency (laughs) because he he loves melissa (laughs) which is really cute it is cute. And then another throwaway line that I really love is when Bob is saying, you know, who would want to steal a cow in a blonde wig? And Linda's like, maybe some perverts. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> it is a, a particular niche, I guess, for who would want that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I agree. Uh, so they are trying to watch some film back to see if they can find any clues. And... They discover that the couple that owns the petting zoo, um, after Randy had walked away talking to them, made a comment about how they could just steal the cow because Randy leaves her alone at night. And so they are like, well, we can just pull a truck up and get ourselves a cow. And then they start (laughs) repeating that in like increasingly creepier tones, like get ourselves a cow. (laughs) So, um. (laughs) it's very exciting for them but yeah very weird so they see this so bob and the family and randy uh, go to the petting zoo they find it it's pretty shitty petting zoo (laughs) and most of it's you know pun themed the ones that i saw were baba black sheep and it wasn't even a 
black sheep. Like, they had a white sheep that they half-painted black. So, ridiculous. Hickory dickory dock. Um, so it's two mice that are tied to the strings inside of a grandfather clock. And they uh, look dead. Yeah. Like, you, like, look at them, like, they're, like, limp. Like, they're I don't just, like, flopping around. It's really not yeah. great. They're we have this little piggy went to the market, and that is a pig that is, uh, his front legs are taped to a shopping cart. <laughs> he can't even walk. And it's, oh my gosh, it's just so bad. Oh, we also see Large Tommy again before we know him as Large Tommy. He's visiting this petting zoo, so... He's, uh, he's checking out Hickory Dickory Dock. <laughs> <laughs> and so they finally spot Melissa. She is in a display called The Cow Jumped Over the Moon. And so they have a crescent moon, like, tied underneath the cow. So cow jumped over the moon. Linda thinks it's cute. Yeah, uh, she's, like, into it. She's like, oh, yeah. the cow jumped over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's very into it. So Bob says, okay, let's go get her. Randy wants to come back at night, so it's more dramatic. They can shoot the whole thing in infrared, and that's what gets Bob's on, or that's what gets Bob on board is shooting the whole thing in infrared. He's into it. Flash forward to that evening, they are doing their cow heist. Very exciting. Randy is leading them. He's the leader of the unit, uh, and he leads them in a serpentine motion, and then they all get <laughs> on their bellies and crawl. And Gene, during this time, is very excited. He says, we're a unit. <laughs> um, while they're crawling, Louise lets Bob know that she is in attack mode. Gene says he's hungry for blood and also candy. <laughs> and uh, this distracts Bob and he misses the signal to stand up. He let down the unit. Way to go, Bob. <laughs> so they get to the gate and Bob just opens it. A little bit anticlimactic. Yeah. Yes, it just, no lock, no, no, no just nothing. swings it open. Uh, but the couple comes running out, and they ask what they're doing. And Jean and Louise do spring up and attack, and are making biting noises. And, you know, they distract the couple long enough for Randy to grab Melissa, and everyone runs away. Woo, they saved the cow. So they get back to the restaurant, and the countdown is ending. And Randy tells Bob that he has to make a choice. And Bob is pretty upset because he thought they were friends. Like, they just rescued the cow. He, why, is, yeah. why is Randy still being like this? Mm -hmm. And while they're arguing, Melissa walks into the street and the animal control van. Which, why were they driving around at, like, I'm assuming this had to be, like, 10 p.m. Or even yeah. midnight. So, animal control van speeding down the road in the middle of the night. Uh, anyway, so Melissa goes into the middle of the street, um, and the animal control van is driving down, and it stops short of hitting her, but the shock of almost being hit by the car uh, <laughs> gives Melissa a cow heart attack, and she unfortunately passes away. The animal control guy says, oh, I'll be right back, and just flees the scene, so clearly very good at his job. <laughs> I don't even know how they're supposed to get rid of it. Didn't call anyone. To help move this cow. Anyway. <laughs> Which is a big, like a big, you know. It's big. Animal. Several hundred pounds. Like yeah. Raccoon or whatever. <laughs> Bob, seeing this, you know, they actually do draw him a little bit more pale. Like you can see his color is a little bit washed yes. out. And he passes out. He faints. He has a fainting spell. Um, and while he's passed out, he has a hallucination with the dead Melissa. Uh, who convinces Bob to keep making the burgers. And Bob asks if it's just his subconscious telling him exactly what he wants to hear, uh, but then is okay with it because it's working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then they make out. 
(laughs) (laughs) Which, like, that part I never really understood. (laughs) No, I... I didn't really understand it either. I think we see where Tina gets her really weird zombie makeout dreams from, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it just, it took a turn. Like, they were having this lovely conversation, and she's like, make burgers out of me. And, and then, then, kiss me. They're like, yeah, kiss me. <laughs> uh, and then we also, unfortunately, get the dumbest joke during this time, where Melissa says, oh, you know, I'm a castrated steer, and Bob says, I'm a married man. Like, ugh. I think that joke is hilarious. I'm sorry. I think it's so fucking funny. (laughs) I just always think of like the bad sitcoms where it's like, ah, bad marriages. (laughs) Well, I feel like, but I feel like that was like, that's like the point, you know, that like, I don't know. I always, I always appreciate that joke. Maybe I am setting us back. However many no, years, oh but my I, God, think no. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, clearly they had to have sex at least three times. They have three kids, so. <laughs> well, I think, but I think, I don't think he's being serious. Yeah, I, I don't think so, I don't so, think too. he's being serious. I think it's just a funny thing that people, like, I do say. think, I will say, it's a pretty low-hanging fruit joke. Yeah. Not like Melissa's... <laughs> You know what? <laughs> the utter. <laughs> but I'm sh- <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, and also during this scene, um, all the clouds that are floating around them are burger shaped, which I just burger shaped and heart shaped. So it's just like a very Aww. cute little yeah. detail of Bob's fainting fantasy. It's just all very loving. So uh, Melissa, after she passes away, does have a death poop, and it's heart shaped. <laughs> And Tina thinks it's very sweet. Louise is confused because she's like, I didn't draw that. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) Melissa's final message is a heart-shaped poop just for Tina. She wants to keep it and goes to try and pick it up. So that's not as cute. No. (laughs) Not sanitary, but. Not sanitary. So as Bob is passed out, uh, everyone's kind of gathered around him and... Everyone sees Bob making his, like, kissing motions, which is a lot of tongue. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he hasn't really been practicing his tips that he learned in episode one. Or maybe this is him improving, and that's just sad. (laughs) That's true. We don't (laughs) truly know. (laughs) Well, we see... But it's a lot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. We see coming up in um, Sheesh Cab Bob when Tina kisses Jimmy Jr. for the first time. She goes into Mm -hmm. it tongue first, so... (laughs) (laughs) They don't really know. They're all a little uh, challenged in that department, I feel like. I mean, but at the same time, it's like she's 13, he's 40 something. Yeah. (laughs) We can excuse her. We can't excuse him. Anyways, yeah, so he's he's making his kissing motions. It's just a lot of tongue. And he says, tastes so good. And Linda's like, all right, okay, kids, go inside now. (laughs) (laughs) So the next day, they have a little memorial in the restaurant for Melissa. They have a picture of her and. Bob is holding his 100,000th burger and gives a little speech about how he loves cows and he also loves making the burgers. And um, if it makes him a hypocrite, he can, le- he can live with it. It's fine. Um, and then he presents his 100,000th burger, which is the Rest in Peas burger. It comes with snap peas and carrots and gives it to Teddy. So it's cute that Teddy's the one that got the 100,000th yeah. burger. And I love, Uh, like, in the speech, I forget exactly, like, what he says, like, everything that he says, but then when he says that 
cows have soft mouths <laughs> and then yeah beautiful Louis's brown like, eyes and soft lips <laughs> that, yeah and she like that part makes me laugh too every time <laughs> and jean's like playing his music it, too you know they are on the money yes with the with the dog barking oh my yeah. god it's they so really funny. like shine in this episode well i feel like i remember seeing something that at the beginning when the show was like first you know coming into its own and stuff they wanted it to be more bob centered and like everybody else was kind of just like background cast of characters but then it became where Bob was more of like the straight man, you know, like the whatever they, right? Is that what they call it? Like the straight man. And then everybody else around him is like ridiculous and he's just like yeah. reacting to them. Yeah, he's like, like the, Jean, the Louise, most logical. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, I think it was originally supposed to be the opposite and they were supposed to be like supporting him. So I think this is like one of the first episodes where we see all of these you know, personalities that he's, I'm, you know, and he's got his own quirky personality too, but like we see all these personalities that he's forced to like contend with all the time and like how exhausting and how hilarious and, you know, all yeah, those sorts of things. Especially because so. the first instinct of the children is to team up against him. Like, yeah, <laughs> we pretty instantly see. And like the... commit, like the whole time, just commit to it, you know, going for it. So anyway, I think this episode does a good job of like, you know, starting to flip that, like turn that tide, I guess, into that, you know, the dynamic that we kind of know the show to be. Yeah, for everyone is. You know what I mean? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> it is, like it is this episode specifically is definitely Bob-centric, but you do get a lot more personality showing through the rest of the characters and that, you mm -hmm. know, just continues throughout yeah. the show. So Totally. Love it. Yes. Yeah, so after... The, uh, after the speech that Bob gives, um, Jean says, all right, it's time to party and starts <laughs> playing some more upbeat music. Um, and I noticed in the closed captioning, cause I watch all of my shows with closed captions because I can't hear without them, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Helps me understand things better, but yeah. they, for the music, like they, the little thing is like music notes and it says it's house music. So that. That's just really nice. fun that, you know, Gene at the beginning is really into and house it does music and sound now he's like playing it. <laughs> house music-y, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's I just like more, you know, with the beat and everything. I could see that, you yeah, know? So I just thought sure. that was like a, a fun little, you know, ending cap <laughs> from yeah. the comments at the beginning. And then we uh, go into our end credits. And this time we have a different credit song. It's a continuation of Gene's funeral music, which is very peppy and a slightly different animation usually while you see bob with louise and tina making burgers at the grill eventually gene will walk by wearing his burger suit but mm -hmm. in this one gene comes out holding his keyboard and is like playing with his keyboard while bob is making burgers behind him so it's still not fully into like the end credit gags that eventually we get but we do have you know some differences starting to come out during the end credits so. and he's got some great dance moves in this one too like he's he's oh he's into really it. feeling it <laughs> which is cute no i like it he's, i like he's it. really dancing yeah <laughs> and then uh so yeah that is that is the episode that is uh sacred cow nicely done very nicely done snaps for you <laughs> snap peas 
Oh, shit, girl. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so Snap sorry. Peas for you. Oh, my gosh. See, this is, this is why recording after a work day is... <laughs> I know. This is the first... So, this is the first time we're recording on a Friday night and after a long work week for both of us, so... <laughs> uh, yeah. It's good. It's yeah, hilarious. That's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just makes us funnier, honestly. <laughs> yep, you know, a little sleep deprivation in there. It's well, yeah, really spices things up. You know it what I mean? It does. It does. We got to keep it spicy, keep it fresh. Um, exactly. God. Yeah, especially because I'm waking up earlier than normal because I have to do farm chores before I can even do work. I know my dad listens yes. to this. Dad, I had to do a bunch of farm chores. Yeah. <laughs> I kept your animals alive. <laughs> I kept Gloria the pig alive. You should have your own Melissa. Tell him he needs to get a cow. I want him to get a cow, but I don't know if they, like, I, you know, they'd have to, like, revamp one of the barns, because there's a couple of barns in the back, but they're not, like, ready for things to be in them. So, I would love it if he got a couple cows. That would make me really happy. Yeah. I also want him to get another pig. Gloria needs a friend. He also needs to get more ducks. Always more ducks. Yes. You know you know how I feel about ducks, yeah. I told you. But I mean, if they just got a couple more pigs, um, as pets, not as food, to be no. clear, you <laughs> can't name your animals and then eat them. It makes me sad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's why I guess it was a smart move my, on Randy's part naming Melissa. Because yes. as soon as you give as soon as you give the animals a name, it Yeah. They're you your friends. They're your babies. You can't do it. Anyway, so what were your favorite lines? (laughs) Okay, so I, so I love when um, Bob is talking to his burger and he's complimenting it and he's like, "Oh, burger, you're so cute." Like, (laughs) I just think that's fun, and I feel like that like sound clip and like that line is on a lot of Bob's Burgers merchandise that I've seen. So it's just like a yeah, I feel like I've seen like little pins that say like, "Oh, burger, you're so cute." Um, so I just think that it's, it's cute. Uh, (laughs) I love, um, also just how dramatic Randy is. It's not necessarily like one specific line, but whenever he tries to spin things like sick of your practices and like when he calls Mm -hmm. Bob a hypocrite, he's like a hypocrite and a murderer. And he just says it with like just so much force. I just think it's, it's very funny. Uh, and then the last thing is when they're all in their serpentine motion and Jean shouts that they're a unit. Like, I just think it's funny. I think it's very cute how excited <laughs> Bob gets about being an infrared and how excited Jean is for being part of a unit. And, you know, their little cow rescue mission. That whole scene, I think, is it's just very fun. <laughs> it's a little yes. adventure for them. <laughs> very what about cute. you? Uh, what are your favorite parts? Well, I, I had to Google now who's the voice of randy and i'm pretty sure it's the same yeah it's um you ready for me to blow your mind if you didn't know this already yes i am it's um mr peanut butter from bojack what paula tompkins yeah (laughs) isn't that paula tompkins i'm pretty sure oh my gosh it is that's so amazing (laughs) yeah and they don't really sound I'll have to like go back and like listen to a little bit of it, but I don't even think they sound like similar to no. each other. No, no, they don't. Right? That is no. That's I didn't even. Yeah. Like, and that's so usually when I when I kind of recognize someone's voice, that's when I'll like look it up, and I so I didn't even like 
yeah. recognize that as a like yeah, oh i think i've wild? heard this before oh my gosh yeah my mind i is think blown. i actually looked that up one time before and i was like oh shit that's pretty cool so anyway those people who are bojack fans can go back and listen and tell us if you hear a similarity but yeah and anyway. people who aren't bojack fans can try again <laughs> yes and i know yeah i feel like i i tell everybody give it a shot <laughs> at least once <laughs> So my favorite lines are, let me see. I love the dead cow on live cow because it's ridiculous <laughs> and like gross. The dramatic music and what a movie. Bob, what a movie. <laughs> you know, anything Teddy says I adore. So I would say those are probably, probably my favorites. So when we think about our rating system, what would you give this episode? Out you of know, 10 burgers. Yeah, out of burgers. I put on my tiny hands. Uh, <laughs> what would I give this? God, this one is just so fucking funny. Like, nine. This one is so funny. <laughs> I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I it's like a solid this one is nine. Weird. <laughs> I do feel like this one, when I rewatched it the other day, I was like, oh, yeah, this one is weird. Like, dark and weird and not I don't know it I like it I do like it but I feel like there's definitely and I know we talked about this but there's definitely a difference between like season one Bob's Burgers and even like season three Bob's Burgers or four yes yes there's you a know big difference and this in the is type still like yeah and it's like much darker and but still good I mean still good but I would say maybe like a seven and a half so we like average around like an eight, right? Yeah. No, and like I think and the the main reason that it's so high for me is not necessarily because of the story. I mean, I you know the story is is interesting. I like you know the idea of a documentary about the meat industry and Bob for yeah. some reason is what they're uh, targeting. Who they're choosing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I just really love like. This episode, in terms of like how much I laughed, is is very high up there. Just because it's there's so many zingers from the kids. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. There's I do agree so with many. that. They yeah. are, they're like we said, like their personalities really start to come out, and they're they're developing as characters, and that is true. There are a lot of good, cute little, a lot of good one liners in this episode. Little, like like you said, like even throwaway comments that you don't even necessarily. If you blink, you miss them, or like, like Graham Graham you, used to you do. You like laugh at, like a half a second too late. You know what I mean? Because you're like mm-hmm. catching up with it. So yeah, I do agree with that. So maybe I'll say an eight. I'll say no, an you eight. You don't have to say nine. Okay. We average eight is eight a pretty good average, I think. It's yeah, it's good. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> um, okay, did you make any of the burgers? No, I'm so bad at this. I keep like forgetting to do it because when I make my grocery list, it's like on a like on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then, like, by the time I come back, then we record. You know what I mean? So it's not like, I don't know. It's just, like, not in my mind. So, no, I did not. Did you? <laughs> I did. Before I left for Minnesota, I attempted to make the Rest in Peas burger for dinner because I knew I wasn't really going to be sleeping that much because I had, like, a lot of stuff to do. And the Rest right. in Peas burger is a vegetarian burger. So I got to whip oh. out my... uh that to whip out my food processor. But that's funny because isn't that supposed to be Melissa? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like think... technically? It is, but it's... Maybe they, when they wrote they the did book, a little... they were like, 
Let's. They made a ex- an editorial decision. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But it, uh, I will say, like, it's not that it tasted bad because it has all good ingredients. I think I just don't know how to form vegetarian patties. <laughs> yeah. Because it was more like a crumble. It was like a sloppy joe minus the sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a joe. I feel bun. like they're hard to like, because there's nothing really to bind it. Right. Together. Yeah. So. You know? If uh, you are a novice burger maker or even anyone, like a novice at cooking, yeah, just in general, this would not be the best first recipe for you to try out from the burger yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds complicated. Food processor, and then I'm like, I'm out, you know, <laughs> too much. Yes. Yeah, no. I mean, it was, it wasn't like, so like, it, it didn't, it wasn't that it tasted bad, because like it has like all the ingredients that are in it. Or good ingredients. It just... Right. I can't really classify it as a burger. Because it just... Yeah. For me, because I just don't know how to do things. And so it fell apart. <laughs> and that is... I mean, I, I get that they made a choice and they went with it. But that is kind of funny that they made it a... Like, the whole point is that it isn't... Anyway. Whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> they did it. it you made it. It is <laughs> what it is. I made it. I should have gone with Mission Acornplished because it is fall, so corn is in season right now. Oh, yeah. In fact, I am currently surrounded by cornfields uh, that, that they are true. getting ready to harvest, so I really probably should have gone with that. You gotta sneak across the way and, like, <laughs> pick an ear off a... I almost said off a tree. <laughs> it's Not a, off it's a tree. A, a stalk. Stock, yeah, right. I think so. Yeah, get grip of ear off that stock and make Make a burger. (laughs) My dad apparently they grew some corn in like one of their little gardens, and he was like, "It's such good corn." I was like, "Thanks for inviting me." (laughs) Yeah, right. Granted, you know, it's it's, gone anyway. (laughs) I mean, also like if he invited me over for dinner, that would make no sense because he lives literally across the country. But still. It's the thought that counts. He could have done it anyway. <laughs> he could have done it anyway. He, it's always, oh, that was so good, and never, oh, let me fly you out here so you can have some corn. <laughs> right. <laughs> or ship some to you. He could have shipped the corn. He could have brought the corn to you instead of bringing you to the he corn. He could have brought the corn to me. You're that right. That probably would have so been right. easier. Way to go, to Dad. <laughs> he learned how to ship eggs. He shipped eggs to That's my sister. Cool. So, I mean, I feel like corn is much easier to ship than eggs. Much easier. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, so it's, it is good. <laughs> I just wish that I had, okay, so I have a really bad habit of when I'm cooking, like when I have to follow a recipe, I don't read all of the instructions before I get started. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's part of what, you know, got me in trouble because I feel like if I had read through all of the instructions, I maybe would have been more prepared and probably would have gotten more breadcrumbs and made yeah. sure I had everything and well you tried that's more than I <sighs> I, I need to like step it up I gotta do I gotta get on it I gotta like figure out these burgers and okay well you're showing me up <laughs> I'm not trying to show you up no okay. no no. I mean like I need to I need to get my shit together that's <laughs> what I'm trying to say <laughs> oh that's funny okay so we can just look at this. because So next week, we're going to be talking about episode four, Sexy Dance Fighting. And there's a couple of burgers of the day. So next week, we just need to either... There's four burgers that you can possibly make. The Fig okay. Ed About It Burger, 
which is the one I mentioned back in episode one. Oh yeah, that's the one that you want to be all over. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a chev, chevre, goat cheese. How is it pronounced? Okay. Chev? Is it just chev? Chev. I don't. I always said chev, chev, chevre. I don't know because it's C H E V R E. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say chev for now, and I don't know if that's right. I'll look it up before next week because uh, I'm doing I'm doing the little recaps next week or the fun facts next week. Uh, Sheb, which way but loose? The Roquefort files and these collards don't run. Putting that in your brain right now. There's a couple okay. of choices for next for next time, but I will be doing the fig at about it burger because I am excited about figs. <laughs> yes. So we did it. Another one down. Yes. Another yes. one bites the dust but I'm oh wait my sister texted me she said that she because she laughed really hard at stay fresh meat bags yeah (laughs) and she she told me she was like I think you're thinking of this meme where it was like stay fresh cheese bags and I was like yes yes that's exactly what I was thinking of but she texted me and she said that she came up with burger pun sign-offs or she was trying to think of burger pun sign-offs and all she could come up with one was potato ones and so hers is later taters (laughs) See you on next week's Bobcast. <laughs> God, she's so funny. Anyways, we don't have to say later taters, but <laughs> I feel like we I should don't know. Come up with a I, burger pun. I don't know what I know. Meat we're like either like meat bags or taters. I don't know. I'll think about it. I still think stay fresh meat bags is really, really funny, but probably not very nice. <laughs> what about with buns? Uh, like get I don't know. We better see your buns next week. (laughs) Next week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, um, That's not good. Catch you on the flip, on the burger flip side. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Hold on. Um, Uh, We hope you'll be a ground beef next week. really bad oh we would get fired from that right <laughs> so get... quickly girl okay um, wait i have a funny burger joke it's not a sign off are you ready what is it? okay <laughs> uh what does a hamburger say when he introduces his wife hello this is my wife <laughs> meet patty oh. <laughs> oh that's cute that's really cute see like being a second grade teacher like that would be a joke that a kid would say like they'll be like what does a burger say introducing his wife and they'll be like here she is and they're like and you're like oh haha you know like you have to pretend that it's like funny and it's like literally makes no sense and they're like you get it and you're like yeah it's so funny (laughs) you should write jokes (laughs) right like they don't they don't have yeah there are no Jean and Louise. No. You should tell them my meat patty joke. That would probably yeah, that's cute. That would probably I might knock have to their socks it to them. off. Dang it! Okay, tell it to the second graders' parents for parent-teacher conference night. Oh yeah, well we have open house next Thursday. Ooh. All right, I got that's your opening line. Like bust that out. I don't Fantastic. Know why. <laughs> In case one of the parents is angry, be like, "Well, do I have a joke? I, I, for do you? I have a joke for you? We'll workshop it." work it out we'll work do you want to do you want to do the closing <laughs> yes so that was season one episode three sacred cow and thanks for listening we are bob's cast kim and emily 
please feel free to rate us on Spotify. Um, we also have a Instagram account, which is Bob's Cast Pod on Instagram. And we also have a Gmail, bobscastpod at gmail.com. If you would like to send us any mail or any suggestions or questions, um, you can find us there. And yeah, stay fresh, meatbags. <laughs> Amazing. We're sticking with it for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> stay fresh, meatbags. <laughs> Team Michelle.